the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. Moe Mootsy, BJ Armstrong back for another one. BJ, how are you doing today? Come on, man. Hey, Mo, you got to give me another choice. Give me another. How you doing? You got to give me another choice. You told me I'm going to find a way. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm tired and stressed, so I'm glad you find a way, though. Oh, man. <laughs> so what are we going to do today, though? Let's get straight into the episode. No way in around. We do, these episodes usually run for 30 minutes, okay? So I'm going to give you here what Bleacher Report has compiled as a trade idea for every NBA team because there's one month to go to the season. So 30 teams, okay. 30 trades. I need you to say if you would do this deal, yes or no, in under 60 seconds. Are you ready? We're going to go straight okay. in. We're going to do it in alphabetical order. And the first trade that they propose is the Atlanta Hawks. Well, it's not 30 because they've only done 22. What, what a list from Bleacher Report this is. The Atlanta Hawks and the Brooklyn Nets. The deal is Clint Capella for Joe Harris and Cam Thomas. Would you do that deal if you were Atlanta? Who Who is it for again? For Clint, Clint Capella, Capella. For Joe Harris and Cam Thomas. No. No. Why not? Because Clint Capella is a, a very quality starter, shot blocker. And Joe Harris, no. Doesn't help. It doesn't help the Atlanta Hawks. No. Would you do it if you were Brooklyn? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. See, I do think Clint Capella will be on the move this season, though, because they've got Onyeka Kongwu, who's a great defender, young player that they're really trying to build up. And they play with John Collins at the five sometimes. So Capella, as good as he is, may not be as useful to that Hawks roster as he once was covering for all of Trey Young's defensive mistakes. I'd like that move if you're the Brooklyn Nets. You really have to go all in, although Cam Thomas is a nice scoring piece for the future. Here's another deal for you, BJ Armstrong. The Boston Celtics and Utah Jazz. Boston Celtics send a 2023 second round pick in exchange for Rudy Gay. Now, I think this deal is um, being proposed with the idea that Danny Ainge will be doing a little discount for his former team. Do you know what I mean? What do you think of that one, though? No and no. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Why not? How many, how many draft picks do you need, first of all? <laughs> Second, if you're Rudy Gay, I, I don't think that's a good fit. I don't think it's a good fit for the Celtics. Why not? Why? Well, I don't think it is their timeline for one. Well, it's very similar Meaning, to Gallinari. You know, but but Gallo is a three point shooter. Rudy, I don't I don't consider maybe maybe some do. I don't consider Rudy Gay a stretch player. Mm. I think he can shoot, but not with the consistency in which I'm looking for. You know, Gallinari is a stretch player. He could play stretch you know, basketball, meaning he can shoot beyond the three with consistency. I don't look at Rudy Gay as a consistent three-point shooter. I think he can shoot the three. I think he drives a little bit. He slashes a little bit. He's kind of a, you know, he's a he's a jack of all trades. He does a little bit of everything, but I don't look at him as a consistent three-point shooting threat. Well, he's been at about 36% over the last few seasons where he plays a lot of minutes at a stretch four kind of role. I mean, it's better than nothing. I mean, if you're the Boston Celtics, that Rudy Gay will give you more value than a 2023 second round pick will. So I can see the logic in it. And for Utah, I don't know. Maybe they'll try and hold out for two second round picks or something. I don't know. The next trade, the Charlotte Hornets and the San Antonio Spurs. The deal is Mason Plumlee and a top 10 protected 2025 first round pick to the Spurs in exchange for Jakob Pertl. 
What do you think? No and no. Why? It's just now you're just moving. You're just moving pieces around. You're just moving a trade now because it works with with the salary cap. No. Well, well, there is some logic behind it. Jakubertsu, I think, is a better player than Mason Plumley. I think he's younger. And he's much better defensively. I think he's a very underrated defender. Um, the Spurs came out this week and said they want two first-round picks in exchange for him. So I think a first-round pick from Charlotte might hold a little bit more value because you never know how things are going to go over there. I don't know if that's just for the salary. I know for the for the Spurs, it's just a tank because Pearl's a productive player and they want to get him onto a different team. But I can see why Charlotte would do that, especially with their lack of depth in the in the front court. Here's one for you, BJ. Involving both of your franchises, your hometown Detroit Pistons and your Chicago Bulls. Kobe White and Javonte Green for Alec Burks. It's early to give no. up on Kobe White. So far, it's been no's all round. Why is it no to this one? No, no. What What is that doing? You, you're just getting... When you're, when you're making a trade, when you're making a trade, you know, a lot, sometimes you are just doing a transaction trade. You just want to get something off your books to get a an expiring contract. But for the most part, you're trying to add pieces to your to your team that's going to facilitate, hopefully, your bottom line. When I look at this Pistons team right now, they have terrific, terrific athletes. They have players who can play at a at a pace. They have guards now, and now it's about allowing those players to develop, right? You start adding Kobe White, and who was the other guy you said? Javante Green. Javante Green, no. Javante Green's a fantastic athlete. Kobe White's only 22. But but where are you going to play these guys? They're not going to play there. Mm, When you have have all these many young players, you got to – you have – now they – what they need to do is allow those young players to develop and gain experience. And then you add experience to push it over the top. You, you don't win with you. You can't keep developing 12 young players. So they have a core Cade and, 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 and those guys are the core. Okay. Now they have to figure out how to add the veterans there. Who's going to push it over the top, whoever that may be. So uh, that, that's just my way. And then for the Bulls right now, the, the, the Bulls right now have to figure out the following. They got to figure out what they're going to do with that point guard position. Because Lonzo Ball right now has not been healthy. When he's healthy, he's terrific. Mm-hmm. When, wherever he's been. But he hasn't been healthy. And now they have another player who's coming back from a knee injury, you know, and Zach Levine. So... You know, I, I just think just address your needs because if those two aren't healthy this year, the Bulls could be back in the lottery, and which would not be wow, good based on take. what their salary. Well, well, it's not hot. That's just the truth. If Lonzo is not healthy, Zach Levine's not healthy. Well, they just signed Zach Levine to the max extension, so they that's better what, hope that's what I'm they, 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 Well, things happen, as you know. So I would hope that they will continue to add pieces that's going to help them with their, you know, front court athletic uh, athleticism, you know, figure out what they need. They need veteran players that's going to help them win. Well, I think the the logic is um, Alec Burke is a significantly better three-point shooter 
than Kobe White. And in that series against Milwaukee, they did not have any... The, the Milwaukee didn't respect their shooting in the slightest. Uh, they were happy to let them shoot. So I think upgrading in the shooting, and I think Burke is a better defender than Kobe White is at this stage. Then for Detroit, I think they would have Kobe White playing the sixth man kind of role off the bench to develop him, to see if he has any potential in fitting in there in that kind of Tyler Herro role coming off the bench, scoring a few bits in bunches when Cade and those guys are taking some minutes off. But I hear it. Here's one for you. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Dallas Mavericks. This deal involves Kevin Love for Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertans, and a 2026 first-round pick. No. I, I think that's a terrible one. No, no, no. You, you, you have to offset what Luka doesn't do well, okay? What Luka doesn't do well is he's not a, what we would call a fast-twitch athlete. He's a great ground athlete. I mean, he's size, strong, athletic, plays through contact and all those things. But what he doesn't do well, he's, he's not, you know, he's not running and jumping and doing all those things. So you want to surround him what he doesn't do well. You want, you want long, tall athletes around him because you can't speed him up. All right. Mm -hmm. He's a very, he's unique in that way. So I wouldn't do that for him. And then Hardaway and those guys going back. No, you just got Donovan Mitchell. No, you don't, you don't need that now. Now you, you need quality players like Kevin Love around him coming off the bench. Kevin Love came off the bench, by the way, a year ago. So I think Donovan, Kevin Love, that's a good fit. Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio coming off your bench. That's a coach's dream, right? That's like, that's like a security blanket. Yep. You have guys like that coming off your bench. They're totally different than the players you have starting, right? Kevin Love is a totally different player than Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and all those guys. Yep. So I think that's a really, really interesting, good fit. And Kevin Love has now moved out to be a stretch player. And, and the other kid is going to be an all-star. Well, the other kid is already an all-star, Jared Allen. Yeah. And Evan Mobley is going to be an all-star, long, tall, athletic. So I don't think tinkering with that with that doesn't make sense to me. I think the logic was that they could get Tim Hardaway Jr. to play a three where they're a bit thin and they've only got a Coro who's a non-factor on the offensive side. And then I think... By the, the way, of- Evan Mobley can play the three. He mm. did it last year. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. by the way, I'm just saying, hey, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, for Dallas, they've just signed Maxi Kleber to an extension and they've just gone and got tr- Christian Wood. So I don't think they even would need Kevin Love, respectfully. Um, and also for Cleveland, I think they're relying on Kevin Love's money coming off the book so that they can pay those four young all-star talents that they have. So that one's at L. Um, the Devon Nuggets and Oklahoma City Thunder. This is just Zeke Nagy for Mike Muscala. Like, okay, um, do we need to discuss this? I mean, no. I mean, moving right along. The Golden State Warriors and the Detroit Pistons. Wow, this is a wild, this is a very wild trade. I did. James Wiseman and Ryan Rollins for Kelly Olenek and a 2025 first round pick. From the Pistons, I, I, Hell I yeah. would get Wiseman. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he fits into what the, he fits into their timeline. Now, all of a sudden, now you have a log jam for bigs, right? You have Beastu over there. They had the kid, uh, Dern, they just drafted. Um, they have the kid, Bagley. Yeah, kid. but Wiseman, if healthy, clears all of those guys. Like, I don't think it's. No, 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 no I'm not, not. I can't. I can't. I can't. Buy no, that. no. Healthy, you no. wouldn't take a healthy Wiseman over Beef Stew and Marvin Bagley. 
No, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm Why not, not? I'm not taking. It's not clear. It's that's not clear to me. Like, where's your body of work? Mm. It's clear to you how. What have you? What have you seen the rest well, of it? Where was Marvin Bagley's bottle of wine before they traded for him? Marvin, Marvin. I saw Marvin Bagley's work at Duke. I saw Marvin Bagley play in the NBA. I've seen him play in the NBA. And the other kid has been hurt his entire career thus far. Mm-hmm. I mean, where have you seen him play? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I have. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just playing well, okay, devil's well, advocate well, on these well, trades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, no yeah. one's seen him play, know, but we all know where he's can only. Are. It's like I, I, it's like you know, as a scout, you you go back and you report what you've seen. Where have you seen him play? No mm-hmm. one's seen him play. Now, do I love his talent? Am I willing to take a risk on his talent? Absolutely. Do I think he has incredible potential based on what I've based on the little work I have seen? I love his potential. I just haven't seen it come. It hasn't been realized. So that's why they call it potential. I would do that if I was the Pistons. I don't know how that helps. I don't know how that helps the the, the yeah. Warriors. I, I, I think the they Warriors, would have would uh, Kelly Olynyk replacing what Bayalitsa offered them in the finals last year in terms of a stretch big off the bench. But there's no way I'm trading a number two pick in the uh, in the draft no, for I'm not, Kelly. I'm not Olenek. giving up on James. I'm not giving up on James Wise. No so way. the answer is no and no. No way. Houston Rockets and Miami Heat. I think this one's a yes if you're the Miami Heat. Eric Gordon for Duncan Robinson and a first round pick in 2023. I think if that was on a table, the Miami Heat would do it without second thought. And I think Houston probably would do it. Getting a first round pick in exchange for Eric Gordon, who's turning 34 in December. It's kind of one of those, you know what, if Eric Gordon says he won out, you kind of just do him a favor and you send him to a good team. Yeah, I mean, but he, otherwise, if Eric Gordon is, is is fine being there in Houston, I was I would stay in Houston. If I was Eric Gordon, and they came to me and does this trade, I would just stay right there in Houston. Why? The reason being is because I I think they're putting together some young, nice young talent there. Okay. I want to see how good the, the what's the kid they just drafted? Um, Jalen Jabari, Jabari. Oh, this year Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith. Smith. Yeah, Jabari Smith. So I want to see how good he is, Jalen Green. You know, you, you have some young talent there and he could be kind of he could really fit into that old head role. You know, he's the old mm. guy kind of sits in all the young guys respect him. He can still play. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't do that. Bringing in bringing in um, what's the kid you said you was going to bring in um, Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Duncan Robinson. I don't think that's a good fit for him. I see him more as a more established group. I don't see him playing with a young core like that and being effective, but mm-hmm. that's just me. But I, I, I probably wouldn't do this unless Eric Gordon said he just absolutely wants out of Houston. I hear that. The next one is Buddy Hill to Miles Turner for Russell Westbrook and two first round picks. We discussed that the other day. Um, and there's another one, the Clippers and the Hornets, Norman Powell and Marcus Morris for Gordon Hayward. I don't think that that's no, even a star. No, They've not even seen no. Norman Powell um, out there with Kawhi and these guys. Uh, Morris is a pretty important part of their so-called culture over there. How about this, though? Memphis Grizzlies and Utah Jazz. Danny Green and a protected 2023 first-round pick in exchange for Jordan Clarkson. 
comes in, gives Memphis no, a little I, score I, I off the bench. I, I wouldn't do that. Why not? Because Danny because Green is going to miss Jordan, the season. Jordan Clarkson is going to have to get paid. And I don't think I don't think that's a good fit for their books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. How oh, speaking of Jordan Clarkson, they're suggesting Brooke Lopez and a 2029 first round pick for Jordan Clarkson. Now, no. we did see a lack of ability to score without Giannis in the playoffs for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're hoping that will be solved by the return. Without Giannis? Yeah. Did he miss the playoffs? But whenever he wasn't on on the court, they could not score the basketball. Well, he's he got to be on the court for forty eight minutes then. Okay, Gilbert Arenas, that this is the trade that they propose. I don't think that they get rid of Brook Lopez. He's very integral to their defense when healthy. It was it was kind of bad because he didn't really play much at all last season as well. So they're hoping they get a full season of him under their belt. Um, some of the trades here, like there's one proposed between the Timberwolves and Thunder, Nathan Knight, and a second round pick in exchange for Kenrich Williams, uh, Kenrich Williams, sorry. And um, I just think. We're at that stage of the offseason where they're just trading anyone for anyone. Uh, <laughs> how about this? The Pelicans and the Brooklyn Nets. Jonas Valanciunas and Garrett Temple in exchange for Joe Harris, Edmund Summer, and a top 10 protected 2028 first round pick. So essentially moving Valanciunas, Garrett Temple off the bench in exchange for Joe Harris. Would you do that? No. Even though we talked about JV needing touches and Joe Harris as a player doesn't really need any touches, he just okay. All right, this is for this is really for you, Mo, because you're going to be a, a general manager. You want to be an executive, okay? If you have a center, a center who demands touches on the box, then you're going to cut off the driving lanes for your key players, okay? That I love Valanciunas. I, I really do. I, I think he's a, I mean, he's a guy that can get you 16 to 20 points, you know, every single night, which is a very, which is very productive. Mm-hmm. However, your best players is Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to cut off driving lanes for our mm-hmm. two best players to get valid. I mean, <laughs> oh, you're, 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 these proposed trades doesn't take into account. Roster construction. Don't blame me. That's blame my Beecher, whole Paul. problem. Yeah, that's it. this is my whole problem. But again, this is how the league is now. This isn't just Bleacher Report. I'm not singling them out. I can't be mad at them. They're they got their. It sounds like what they do is they have their their trade thing going on and they're looking up contracts, you know, and then they are proposing, well, you know, just numbers. You're really but, gonna hate this next one. The Knicks and the Thunder. Evan Fournier, Quinton Grimes, Cam Reddish, a 2023 first-round pick, 2025 first-round pick, 2027 first-round pick in exchange for Shai Gilgis Alexander. Essentially what they wanted to trade for Donovan Mitchell for Shai Gilgis Alexander. Thoughts? If you're Oklahoma, why? Picks, I guess. That's three first-round picks that could actually be quite valuable in by 2027 when... The Knicks inevitably implode somehow, some way. You know, I, I, I don't get what the fascination are with picks. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. I'm not excited about a pick. I, I want to be just as excited as everyone else is about a pick. Okay. Like, what, since when? 
since when do you you prepare, you work hard to get lucky? I mean, that's basically what you're saying. I need luck. Okay, you're you have a pick. It's unprotected. It sounds great. But the like, number one pick, you you get the number second pick, or you get the third pick. We we want the number one guy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Teams getting all these picks to draft mm-hmm. a player like mm-hmm. Shaikh Alexander. Why not just mm-hmm. build around him? You know what I mean? Like, why not just build around him? I don't Oklahoma. There's yeah. no Oklahoma guarantee that doesn't... any of those draft picks pan out to be better than him. And I think he's I think he's better than Donovan Mitchell. I'd rather have him on my team than Donovan Mitchell. He's a better building block to build around on both sides of the basketball. So I don't know why they don't just build okay, around. Okay, that's arguable. That's debatable. You can debate that. I I, I mean I can't argue that. Who would you rather? Who would you rather if, if you were starting a new franchise today and you could either have Mitchell or SGA? Which one are you picking? Well, here, here, when I when I look at players, right? I very rarely do I compare the players. I compare what it is I need and how I want to be. Right? It's two mm-hmm. things that doesn't deteriorate with age: size and length. Mm-hmm. So I am a huge proponent of size and length at any position. Now, Donovan Mitchell is only about, I'm going to be generous. He's 6'2", 6'3". I'm going to be generous. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to be generous. That's a tender profile 6'3", real life 6 foot. He's he's, he's a 20-point scorer, terrific athlete, phenomenal kid, has shown the ability, he's, his game has improved, gotten better, da-da-da, all those things that you want. However, I like size and length. Shea is a big guard at the lead guard, and he can mimic that. So I like size and length. doesn't matter who's a better player. I just want, I know what I want my team to be. Mm-hmm. Mo, as you know, and all of our listeners know, I have this thought in Here my mind go. where I want five, seven footers. Okay. <laughs> one guy is six, one or six, two. I don't care how good he is. That takes the average all the way down. I want get. the seven foot. I want Boban at, at seven, four, seven, five. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. And the reason being is because I think the game is going to continue to evolve to where it rewards size and length. You can see it happening now. So that's what I like, you know, so to get back to your, who I think is a better player. I just want to play a style of play where it rewards a team that I want to assemble. And that's what I like. Now I'm flicking through this list because there are a lot of trades on here that I think are very unrealistic, but here's one that has been talked about this week as a strong possibility of happening. There are lots of rumblings from Phoenix that Jay Crowder wants out of the organization. Reason being, I believe that they're planning to start Cam Johnson ahead of him, and Jay Crowder feels like he can still start in this league and not come off the bench. So apparently, the Phoenix Suns have got his name in trade talks, and they're likely going to try and move him before the season begins. And the player's name that keeps coming up in exchange is Bojan Bogdanovic of the Utah Jazz. So Crowder once played for the Jazz before, and I don't think that he would stay on the Jazz. I think they would then move him. I but- think Jay Crowder has a legit concern here. And the concern is the following. He's at an age now, right? I don't know his exact age offhand, where this is probably going to be his last deal within his... Yeah, he's in his final I mean, year, so he's waiting for... Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, right this, 
Yeah, so he's in this age where he may can have another three to five years of earning where he can play and be a, a very productive player, especially as a starter. I think Jay Carter will be missed. Why? If they trade him, because he he has brought to them two things, right? Obviously, he's a terrific defensive player. But the physicality and the toughness that he brings, you just you don't draft that. You 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 have to, you know, you have to you know have a player that either has it or doesn't. Uh, you could start tinkering and saying we want shooting and all those things. In the end, Mo, there's two things that you that you got to have. I don't care how, how much shooting you have. You got to have talent and you got to have toughness. Well, Jay Crowder fits both. Mm-hmm. He's a very talented player and he's he brings toughness. So if you're going to start bringing shooting, you better make sure you have enough toughness already in house. Okay, and they and, and and right now, outside of Jay Crowder, I don't see well Bismack Biombo. I don't see another player who Who's can tough. carry, who just that, that plays when the when the game gets a little physical. I don't see anyone else sticking their nose in there. Mm-hmm. You, 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 when I say sticking their nose, some players just play in those in that area you know what i mean like you know when the game starts to get a little tough and people start pushing you got to have like an enforcer on your team jay crowder fit that bill for them he fit that bill for the rest of that team is pretty soft well i don't no i don't think they're soft okay they're nice guys well i I, you know i I just think they have a group where everyone has a nice role you know cam johnson and like, like Bridges, Aiton, Johnson, Booker, they're yeah, all just guys nice the, guys. They're not the, like the, they're not like guys that we talk about, like Jay Crowder, like PJ Tucker, like he, who's, PJ, who's gonna PJ get Tucker under your is a yeah, you PJ I mean? Tucker is a guy. They, like they don't have that guy if they lose Bossman 99. They need a they if they're gonna get rid of Jay Crowder, they need to get a PJ Tucker. They need to get a guy like that. You know, uh, uh, um, you know, like Montrez Harrell, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Draymond Green. Those mm-hmm. guys Marcus play. Smart. Yeah, Marcus Great Smart. They, those guys play. Yeah, they they play in 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 that space. And it's nothing. It, you, you're not soft. You just that those guys play in, in that space. Like you know, you know, when I play, I wasn't considered like a, a Marcus Smart or type of player like that. But I was going to show up. But I wasn't Rick Mahorn either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I think anyone was Rick Mahorn. <laughs> yeah, those type of guys. So, but, uh, I mean, it's just, you know, you're looking to replace Jay Crowder with the Oakley-type mentality. You, yeah. you know, Charles Oakley. You, you know, you need that. So, that's just my opinion. But I think Bodanovich is an interesting take. I think that's an interesting player. Um, I would consider somehow a Jay Crowder Bogdanovich if that was available. I would consider that. Yeah. I would I would I would consider that. So there's a few more trades, but we're not going to go through them because I think they're quite unrealistic. Uh, let us know you guys. Um setting up the Discord. It should be open for you next week and you'll be able to send in your trade proposals and your hot takes and we'll be able to react to them. That will be all available through the Discord. BJ, I've got to send you some love right now because in the new NBA 2K23 there is a mode called the Jordan challenge mode where you have to play oh, as Michael Jordan and complete a number of challenges that is set for you. And one of the challenges to have a game where I can't remember how many assists it is. I think you have to have nine or more assists in the game. And mm-hmm. the fans have figured out 
if you just keep passing the ball to BJ Armstrong in the corner, he doesn't miss. So salute to you for helping everyone complete the challenge and get Michael Jordan his nine assists. Well, when salute I come to over you. to the UK, I just want to, I got to see this game. I, you know, it's funny. My, my son, who's in college now, God bless him. He calls and he goes, dad, you're fire on the 2K game and him and his buddies. And I had no idea what they were talking about. And they were trying to explain to me about me shooting from the corner. And I had no idea. So, you know, whatever it is that you young people are doing, you have my blessings, but I have no idea. I, I've never seen it. I don't know what it is. So, Mo, I'm waiting when we get together for yes, you sir. to show me the the you know the the i don't know the, the corner three i guess that's what it is, is that's that, right is that that's what it right. is most definitely is that the superpowers on the game yeah yeah that's, that's the cheat code that's the cheat code right there okay. defense collapses it's like the real life nba defense collapses lights out from the corner but that's another episode okay. of the hoop genius podcast you guys at home make sure you've subscribed share with a friend left a review left a rating all that good stuff because we'll be back with another episode very soon for you appreciate each and every one of you bj we appreciate you as well i know you've got to run now and beat the traffic so good luck with that my brother um so you guys at home <laughs> keep having a productive week stay ready stay focused and most importantly get buckets <laughs>